0: But Chris got material for days now, right? He's right? <laughs> professional. Yeah, he, he about yeah. to go make some money off this. But my my right. next special, if I if he did something on Netflix, would be to slap her, her across the world, bro. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to the A Space to Read podcast. A podcast for black men to be free open and vulnerable away from the pressures of manhood we find in different aspects of our lives this is episode 11 on the pod and i'm excited to bring on a new new guest one of my brothers out here uh mario and on this episode we're gonna talk about uh, masculinity mental health but from the black male popular culture icon celebrity perspective Uh, Mario, thanks for coming out. Uh, Glad to have you on. I appreciate you, man, for the
0: opportunity um, to be able to, man, speak to the, uh, dare dare I say, fans of yours, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Uh, Followers or whatnot. Um,
1: I I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man, go ahead and introduce yourself in any way that feels normal to you. Uh, Man, I'm a Memphis Memphis
0: native, native, bro. Grew up here, born and raised. Um, with school here, all those things. Uh, married to the most amazing woman, uh, this side of Mississippi. <laughs> um, you know, um I'm about to also be a first-time father right. um, come January. Um, knocking on that wood. Uh, so, I'm uh, going to be a, a girl dad, bro. That's, a, that's what I, I like pray for that, bro. I, like, bro, I yeah. can't wait to be a girl dad. <laughs> and that's what happened. so, man. Yeah, but I- that's me in a nutshell. I'm a I work in education, um, as a
1: dean of students, um, uh, at a charter school here in Memphis, so, cool. yep. Cool, cool, bro. Uh, yeah, no, I think as I was, like, preparing for episode, I was thinking about how we met, um, and we met because you, your wife, and another couple actually were the first set of people I met at the church that I go to now, um, and I actually didn't thought about, I feel like you actually, specifically, Mario, was one of the first people that kind of peaked my game with my wife now. <laughs> I, and the recognize game recognized <laughs> game. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if I've explained this to the audience yet, but so my wife is the music director at the church that I attend. Um, but yeah, I just remember like, I don't know, this is one specific instance where I was like, going to talk to her. Uh and then I passed you and like so we spoke, but it was like this like I know what you're trying to do. So.
0: <laughs> because also it's like man, like in the church too, bro. It's like um they did this w- w- with my wife when I was pursuing her. Uh-huh. And it was like all these dudes, it was like, hey man, what you why why you coming here, bro? Like because right. she was Atlanta all the time. And I'm like, I, I had one thing on my mind, bro. Like, I'm coming to pursue her, Right. Uh, point blank, period. And I was like, I, I, I just knew, like, bro, come on, now. you know. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's, more of a protection type. Hey, man, it's my sister, bro.
1: You feel it? <laughs> yeah, 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 No, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> but yeah, nah, man. I, I've, I've always appreciated you and Aaron, um, especially just welcoming me in uh, as like a young, a young cat coming to Memphis. Ain't know about anybody, so I'm um, glad. Like, mm glad to have you on bro um but yeah i feel like we so we kind of started this conversation a couple months ago at an event that we were at it was like right Hmm. after um the whole will smith situation and i think (laughs) you're like bro we gotta we gotta uh we gotta do this on a podcast and like it's funny because i was starting to think about the concept for this podcast at that time and i was like okay that's confirmation let me go ahead and get it get it going um but i think that in general like there's just so there have been so many things happening recently uh when it comes to the um the way in which black men are portrayed in the media um uh, and particularly like and when you put their the lens on their like mental health the lens on like how their actions what that means about their masculinity and things like that and so that's kind of why I wanted to really like kind of hone in on this, uh, especially like with the, the podcast just being a space for black men to like, kind of like open up and like, how are we processing this? And like, hopefully I wish like they would be able to come on here <laughs> and talk to mm-hmm. um, but yeah, before we kind of move into specific people, I'm wondering just like, what do you think in general about like the role of um, like, or like the role that pressure plays uh, for black men in popular culture like how and how is that pressure similar or different to like how we experience pressure every day as black men
0: mm. well i i, I want to first say that um the pressure that Kanye West is facing is not the pressure that i face every day you know <laughs> what i'm saying yeah. whatsoever i probably man i i pack up and go live in a cave or something if i was facing this type of pressure uh, honestly you know but uh i believe bro because of their celebrityhood, you know them being in the media in the in the, the media's eye, uh, for the most part, like the pressure that they face is it's like a ridiculous pressure. Mm. No, no one, none of us have to face that pressure. Not now we know point blank period. The foundation is that it comes with the territory. Yeah, like celebrities from man the beginning of time have faced pressure. Men in different positions of, of height mm-hmm. face that type of pressure all the time. Um, and, they, and they and they know that, they know going into it that you ain't just about to be, you can't go to Whole Foods and just be at Whole Foods, you know, um, <laughs> you can't, you know, have an argument with your wife and just have an argument with your wife right. um, versus somebody like me uh, or you or any, you know, any just, Regular person or whatever, um, we can have those things, and it's not in the the, the media's eye. It's not for the world to see, right. and we can have the the sanity mm. in like being in it, like um, and not having to explain go on, to go on <laughs> Ellen yeah. or whatever TV yeah. show and explain why we had argument with our wives or arguing with this dude or had to go to through this law. Mm. um, this trial or whatever so yeah. i think I, that's a that's a big difference bro
1: no no that's that's huge because i think about like all of the moments that i've had in private where either like i'm i'm feeling overwhelmed i'm struggling or i'm tripping like i'm doing something like oh that's a little that was a little foul Like mm-hmm. i think like, that is like that the privacy kind of gives some more grace um for me to kind of like get myself together and like not everybody knows it and like you might have people around you who may be calling you out. Um yeah. it's not like your whole reputation being like questioned, damaged um over a, a human mistake. Um and so yeah, no, nah, that's 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 huge. Like like it's like their
0: their livelihoods is co- is connected to like
1: mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Like
0: you can lose billions, literally the man say he he lost uh, Kanye was like he lost two billion in a matter of like two hours or a day or something like that. Yeah, lost two. If I lost one dollar, <laughs> right, <laughs> because of some I did, man, I'm, I'm go crazy, bro.
1: So. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that like so a couple of episodes ago, like I was talking to one of my friends about just like the the, the pressure of. Being a black man, the pressure of being a man, uh, whether it is in relationship, whether it is like kind of feel like you have to counter these narratives that that black men already already stereotyped into, uh-huh. uh, and so like like I feel like that's enough. <laughs> like, um, and and so yeah, that, that your 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 point is huge. Just like how that, <clears throat> imagine experiencing that as a, in your identity already, and then in this platform that you have the extra scrutiny that you get um the initial additional responsibility that you have as well.
0: Absolutely. You know some of us all think about about this, bro. Um a lot of the times when we make it as as black men or black people and, and especially become a celebrity, it's kind of like we got the whole black community.
1: Yeah.
0: With us like Yeah. Hey man we we expecting you, bec- we expecting you to to do better, right? You know, like and, and it's like when they when they mess up, it, it's so devastating because a lot of times we don't get them opportunities, yeah. You know, so when they get the when you get the opportunity to to sit before uh, you know, somebody and and, and strike up a, a deal that's worth billions, mm. you know, that that billion can change the trajectory of somebody's life and somebody that's yeah. connected to another black person that's connected to him, mm. and so. I don't think any other, I don't know, per se, because I don't be asking nobody else, but um, I don't think, in my opinion, that nobody else faced the type of scrutiny um and like disdain mm. that a black man faces, he goes through his yeah. go-through. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Nah, I think that's 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 a good way to like kind of look at we talked, we already kind of pulled in. Kanye a little bit but
0: mm-hmm.
1: like <laughs> the amount of disdain he's gotten in the last like couple weeks like, <sighs> has been has been wild um and I think like I'm still kind of working through it because some of stuff okay that's like all right the white lives matter okay that's a lot <laughs> but also like this 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 um this real piece of like, mental health um, that he kind of struggles with, with, with uh, being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm. Like, there have been um, experts who have said his own, and also his own, like, um, clinicians that say that, like, he's in his, like, manic phase, and so, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, what, how do you, how are you been thinking about that? Like, how do you make sense of that? Man, I'm
0: not a person, first of all, I just want to say, I'm not a person that that be like in on these celebrity, like yeah. when they be going through what they be going through, I be like, okay, whatever. I got enough going on in my life to right. worry about. But from what I know, man, uh, I was I was looking at an interview uh, that he did recently with somebody. And <laughs> I was like, I was trying to diagnose this man. Like not with no mental health stuff, but I was just like, if I met you in person, bro, like would I want to hang out with you? Mm. Um, and, he was, he would be talking, you know, asking the question or whatever. And he just like, he'll be laughing <laughs> and he'd go like right <laughs> to like a a stone face. And it's like, that's weird, bro. I just think he's honestly, in my opinion, I just think he's a weird uh like black dude, bro. He's just <laughs> like a weird black dude that like don't nobody really understand. Um I believe his mama played
1: mm-hmm. a
0: huge part in his life
1: mm-hmm. from
0: from looking at the, the documentary that was on Netflix. Yeah. Um. His mama and I think and I go back to my mom passed when I was twenty, and like I go back to his mama like knowing the rap that he made when he was like a teenager, mm. she knew every line.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. If anybody gonna be be for you, it's gonna be your mama. Right. And right. him losing his mama, I I believe I believe was the the straw that broke the camel's back, bro. Mm. Um. And all this like my mama used to tell me all the time. She's she my philosopher. But she's telling me all the time, um, ain't nobody gonna ever treat you the way that I treat you.
1: Mm.
0: Know that. And I and I'm sure his mama told him that yeah. um in his life. And so when he go on these interviews and stuff like that, I believe his people uh, like using him where he's at. Like they they using it. Mm. Cause they know he's gonna answer the question. Right. Just, just think about, just think about the. With right. your best friend, bro, the conversation that you had with your best friend or even your wife. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't you don't want everybody to know that. Yeah. But he's the type of person that everybody gonna know exactly what he's thinking. Mm. You know, yeah. everybody. And I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, but he he he's in that
1: in that right now. Yeah. He's been that way yeah yeah no actually that makes me think of i think I, I don't remember who i was talking to or what i read but like, there's this idea of like us exploit like media exploiting him. Yep. yeah his his like mental illness knowing that like right now he's gonna say whatever mm-hmm. um, and so i wonder like do you think that he mm-hmm. deserves the critiques he's getting like do you like do you think when you when you have like this White Lives Matter, when you had this anti-Semitic rant that you had, like, are you like, is it like, do you still deserve to be critiqued even though you have these mental health issues or is there, like, what do you think? What do you think?
0: Um, uh, I, like I said before, I, I believe it comes with the territory of him being a celebrity. Yeah. Um, You know, uh Lecrae said this uh, before, like, they, they'll hail you and mm-hmm. they'll nail you. Mm. Um, just like they did Jesus, you feel me? Like, I mean, he was going around and his fame was growing,
1: yeah. like.
0: And so it's like, man, y- you are here. It, it when I'm when I'm reading the, the scriptures, bro, and, I, and I'm looking at the, the gospels and I'm seeing how Jesus, uh, not comparing Jesus to Yeezus, <laughs> but, <laughs> Um but like when he going around and he is, like, saving people, bro. I mean, folks is. Straight up dead, they stanking dead, and he like bring them back to life, and man, like saving folks who who been paralytics and and stuff like that for people who can't see,
1: yeah.
0: And then like for for him to do all that, now we now we come to to uh, yay, for him to be like all the music and all the clothes and all the fame and those type of deals, and then when he get to a certain point, when he start. Saying something mm-hmm. like that, people don't agree with, right? Like, now it's oh, oh now it's time to cancel mm. a, a situation. Now it's time to say, Oh, he's not deserving of a partnership with Balenciaga or um, a partnership with uh, Adidas, like, or, or, or the gap. Let's yeah. take it off, let's strip it off from him because of some something he he said, but honestly, he's been saying it, mm. he's been doing it. This it's the same guy that went. And that's the first time I heard about it. Uh, not when, when he did this. When he went up there and started talking to Taylor Swift. And, uh-huh. to to I, I'm like,
1: only finished, but... <laughs> you yeah. know,
0: when he did that, we should have known as a community, oh, okay,
1: so we oh, yeah, ain't. <laughs> yeah. yeah ain't the same
0: game yeah, from college dropout.
1: Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I think... Yeah, I, I think that, like... Yeah, like I said, I'm still, I am I can still see both sides of it. And I wonder, like, how much it plays into this idea that on one hand, just, like, mental health in general, there's just stigma still. Um, and then two, the, like, to your point, like, the lack of, um, just, like, grace, the lack of, like... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like you have little room for error as yeah. a celebrity. And I think that especially that comes to play as a black man, a black male celebrity. Um it's just like you until until you you do the wrong thing. And I think even if it wasn't like racist, like if he said something else that was like offensive in some way, it would have still been like a all right you we're we canceling you um especially in the culture that we're in now absolutely absolutely so then that leads me to the the, the slap her around the world <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um yeah, I think this is what if we had. We were like having a conversation at a party. So it was like in and out of like what we were actually trying to uh, get. But I think like it think it's interesting the ways in which with with Will Smith. Um, their response similarly was like people were critiquing him. People were trying to cancel him, all this stuff. Um, and I think that like there was not enough thought given to. Like this pressure that it felt like he succumbed under. Um, and I know you had some interesting thoughts around it. Like so, like how how did you start to think through that after the initial shock of him slapping somebody on the camera?
0: Um, <laughs> man, bro. At first, when I first thought I thought it was, I thought it was fake. I was like, man, what they doing out here in these streets? Right. I was like, <laughs> is this a skit? What? <laughs> I was like, this is a crazy skit, bro. Because that, that that slap looked real. Like, um. What I think about that, bro, is that the, the first thought and this is crazy to, to to say, but the first thought I thought was, man, what's going on with Will? Like, I was so concerned about Will that I that I didn't even worry about the offense to Chris that just happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so many people like went to the defense of, of, of Will that. I'm on the first, like I'm on the first name, basically what they do. But like um they they you know, um Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington went over to talk to Will. But I'm like, bro, who consoled and went to talk to to Chris? Like, did anybody talk to Chris? Yeah. You know, um, it it I was so concerned about man, what is he going through mm-hmm. versus a lot, like, man, he about to lose everything. And right. I wasn't even concerned about Chris. Mm-hmm. Um so like that this is this is like this is the thought I thought about, but then I also begin to think about well, we'll probably just, just mess this it, mess this up. But Chris got material for days now, right? He's right? <laughs> professional. Yeah, he he about yeah. to go make some money off this. But my my right. next special, if I if he did something on Netflix, would be to slap her her across the world, bro. Right, right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> I would capitalize on that so quick though.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I yeah. Well, no, I think to to the point about like what was going on with Will. Like, I was even I was thinking about like the the shot where it was like the the camera shot where it was like at first like it felt like he was he was key keying, and then it was like he flipped, um and I don't know made me think about like I I, I just like started reading uh I've read a little bit of like his his autobiography or and okay. stuff I know a couple other uh, friends I have I've read through it um and just talking about this idea of like he's always felt weak um, yeah. and the ways in which we as men, when we feel weak, what do we do? It, like we do things to make us feel like we aren't, we aren't weak. Um, and so like, I can't, ima- like, I can imagine that kind of like interplaying with this, like, all right, this is my wife. Like I need to protect my wife. Uh, but I'm all it's on top of like, it's not just like this, regular, like I need to protect my wife. And I think that with that kind of just like a normal at a normal Without the without the like baggage of feeling like weak weakness already, what might have been like, let me go talk to Chris and Mm. you know very like I'm cool, but like don't ever do that again. Yes, Um, but I think when you place that on top of like feeling weak for however many years of your life, yeah, this is the record that plays in his head. Right, right, right. and and then you get like this extreme (laughs) reaction uh, that you don't think. It's like I could I could literally see. Like the version of his mind that like literally just blacked out, and <laughs> was just like, "I need to one prove that I'm not weak and protect my wife." Um, and yeah. this is what I'm gonna do because then this will show the world that I'm not weak. Even though the rest of us, we ain't never, I ain't never seen Will as weak. <laughs> like, like I, I loved Hancock. Like that was one of my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> oh, never seen him as that, but like the the impact of those that internal message that you have, I think is really important to think about. But he 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 was like
0: he has been a, a hero mm. to some of us, bro. Yeah. Um I remember this this dude I grew up with man <laughs> he um he loved Will Smith. They man used to tape all the Will Smith shows even though they was on rerun um he used to tape them things and he would he loved, he saw every movie. Independence Day is his favorite movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, I haven't talked to him about, like, man, how did he feel? Like, this is one of his heroes or whatever, uh, one of his idols uh, people he looked up to. And so, but, like, I believe any man, like, you asked the question earlier about, like, uh, just an everyday regular guy, like, how they feel. Right. How, How am I and how are you? Like going through your go your go through every day that record that plays mm-hmm. in your head that that says that you can't do this mm-hmm. um, you 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 are you, not you're not you're not enough you're not mm-hmm. equipped enough you're not adequate enough like um, when I first started going to counseling bro um, my my uh, my counselor made me do a, this thing called a trauma egg and like in this trauma egg is like draw little pictures of uh, like traumatic times in your life, things that you think were traumatic, and so and then at the top it says it's like this line, and you got to put the theme of whatever these pictures are in this little mm. egg. Yeah. And so my my theme was, and I think a lot of men's theme is that you're you're, you're inadequate. Mm, yeah. You don't feel like you're enough. Yeah. Um, you feel weak at moments. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's I think that's where like insert ego, mm-hmm. insert male male chauvinist, you know, like. Men trying to do different things to prove themselves to other men, and um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. and it's just like, dang, but that was good. (laughs) I was like, got lost in what you're saying. I was like, yeah, that was that's probably my my one of my things too. If I think about like my my trauma egg, but like, I wonder then, like, how do you feel like that? I don't know. Like you kind of said before, like when when black people make it, like it kind of carrying all <laughs> black people with them. Um. So what, like, if any implications do you think that feels like? I feel like that has on like this like image of black masculinity that is is in the media. Mm. Um, it's it's it's
0: literally on two different spectrums, bro. Because I believe Will was looked at by a lot of people in the the popular culture and, you know, the majority culture as uh, a safe Negro, (laughs) you know, um, uh, like he was like America's, America's darling. Uh, And for, but what America doesn't know a lot of times, I think that, I think a lot of people know, but they just don't like hone in on it just like Memphis. Right. Me, but me, me being born and raised there, bro. I understand that there's two sides of Memphis. Um mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, somebody that grew up on one side of Poplar mm-hmm. ain't gonna they they not gonna know how we grew up in Orange Mound. yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna know how they grew up, but I know that when when it's like around this time, like kids going trick or treating,
1: yeah. we going
0: to we going to their community instead of being in ours, yeah, because they give us more candy, <laughs> right. and, and Like that, you know, like it's just. Two sides of America, which is two sides of a person that you don't understand. That like I believe we, I believe those people that are in the majority culture also that don't have the spotlight on them like Will does, is experiencing life in in the same type of way. Mm. Um, they just like you said, we just they we're not gonna be able to see it. Right. We're not gonna be able to like that cameras ain't going with them everywhere, you know. Our wives ain't doing the red tabletop. Right. Talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think entanglement. You know, she started talking about, you know, a, a entanglement. You feel me? Like, like she started talking about all this, all the things trying to get her stuff out. Yeah. But like we'll get wrapped up in it somehow as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, I didn't read the book, but one of the book, the one of the things in the book talked about the weakness and him how he felt felt that way. But I think about so many other men that are probably millionaires and cajillionaires right now that have trauma, yeah, that they have not dealt with,
1: yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, and that's the sad part too. Is it's like that, like then it's just like because you're in the in that public space. Now it's just like I keep thinking, I keep thinking about it. I keep saying it because I keep thinking about like, dang, like, like if I was in that situation, <laughs> I couldn't. I, I can't say how <laughs> I would respond, like having a similar like idea of feeling inadequate um and feeling like not man enough um at different points in my life like mm. i can't imagine the pressure that pressure on top of the pressures that come with being in the in the spotlight um if you do. and the image that you have to continually continuously uphold like he's been trying to uphold his this uh image since fresh Prince, since he was a rapper like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was the, he was known as the clean the clean rapper back right Right. And that there's all these expectations that come and that and then like you just don't have you don't there's no room for error. Um yeah. essentially. Um I think another another person that like I've just been compelled by recently um was, was John Wall. Um mm-hmm. and uh, and it's interesting because he 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 was so vulnerable like in this like like short clip about like his his mental health and then he ended up doing the article in the player's tribune um but Mm -hmm. just this concept of like dealing with like grief um not only like grief of of Mm a person like he lost his, his mother and grandmother but then also like loss of like like I I'm not an athlete, but like just like I've heard of athletes like when they're like they they um, they get an injury that ends their career. Like that rocks them because their their identity has been in this sport for so long. Oh man. He hasn't lost, he ultimately was able to recover a little recover afterwards, but like the thought of like, yo, am I not gonna be able to play again? I'm sure crosses line. Yeah um and then how that led to depression um mm. suicidal thoughts and things like that um and I think like it for me it was important in terms of like countering this idea that like black men mm. particularly black men in, in popular culture can't be vulnerable um mm. without like and honestly can't like express like this type of emotions without any other like people being suspicious of other things mm-hmm. uh, or like just like a I don't know like being that vulnerable about your story and then knowing that uh still in this day I think there's a risk to like what does that do to your your career what does that do mm-hmm. to your celebrity um and so yeah I think that like, like, how do you, how do you, how was that impactful in your opinion? Just like his, um, being vulnerable, opening up, um, about this, where, where he's been in the last few years. Mm. You know, um, I believe, bro,
0: a lot of times society teaches, teaches males to be loners mm. and to be by themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, I heard this dude talk one time, he's, he, he, it was like a picture, it was like it was on YouTube. And he put his picture up of these like uh, wolves. Um, and like, he broke down like every wolf that was in this, in the line of wolves. Um, not comparing like men to wolves and nothing like that, but just this um, attribute. So in the front, it was like four young, young, vibrant wolves. I mean, not, not, Not in the front, but yeah, in the front, it was like four older wolves. Mm. Um, like they were slow. That may have you know been in battles and stuff like that. And then behind the younger, the the older wolves were like the young, like top notch, nineteen um, somethings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Type wolves or whatever. And then in between was um, like the the cubs and the and the female wolves and stuff like that. And all the way in the back was the alpha wolf. Mm. And it's like the alpha wolf is the one that's in the, in the back and he's the alpha because he's the most aggressive wolf out of the whole pack. And, you know, that's why he's the alpha. And so in our society, we kind of take on this same type of model sometimes when it comes to men mm-hmm. that um, the older ones are out front, the younger ones are behind us, pushing us to not us, but the older ones to push um, the middle child, as uh, J. Cole said, to push the society forward. Okay. And then you got the alpha-wolf in back. Um, and I think somebody like John John Wall coming out, saying those different things, bro. Like, I know how I felt when I lost my mama, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was a woman who, um, I had like three brain surgeries when I was growing up. Um, this was the woman that took me to the hospital every time I had a ding or a dang on my doggone elbow or a knee or whatever she was the one that protected me. Um, My grandmother was the one that walked me to school every day and came and picked me up every day um, and cooked for me. Um, And and to like, I can only imagine that your livelihood being um, like tampered with at any point when he hurt his Achilles. He said, I, 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 I was watching um, the little LeBron James, um, the barbershop thing, Mm -hmm. Um, and he said that they found out that he like he had this injury, but he was he was suffering through this injury for seven to eight years until he like actually like broke it or tore his Achilles, and they found out there was a bone that was growing in the doggone like that was going against his uh, that was sharp It was going against like scratching and that was dislodged in there, that was broken for seven to eight years, but he still played through it wow. while he was in at, 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 at Washington. And so to have to go through all that, had Achilles, then your mama died, then your grandma died. Like, then he had, I think he also had thoughts with like, like suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Anybody, and I don't even think you have to be a celebrity, bro, but anybody that life is affected in that type of way, that things are taken away from you that's, that are out of your control. Um you're gonna go through something, bro. Yeah. And him like being able to share, that's the part of him going, going to counseling. Right. That's the part of him like having to try to fight, fight up that uphill battle. Right. Because he's gonna still have problems, regardless. I tell my students all the time, you still gonna have problems, but are you able to like fight? Mm. And Martin Luther King said this, bro. Uh, if yeah, I could Like, life may, may knock me down, but if I can look up, I can get up. Hmm. You know, if I if I only can look up, bro. Yeah. When you, it's when you stop looking up. Hmm. That's when things start to get out get out of control. Um, you stop. You stop inviting people into your life. Um, you stop um, letting your, letting your wife, like, man, be be the acer that she's supposed to be. Hmm. You know, um, your helpmate. You, you stop including your friends into your life. Like you really um, get into the darkness. Um, we have to always try to find a light, bro, um, in our lives. And that's what John Wall is a perfect example of. He was in the darkness and he, he started to fight to the light, you know? So, yeah,
1: that's what I think about John Wall, bro. Sheesh. <laughs> probably- <laughs> bro, bro, no, I, I, that was, that was, that was encouraging for me too. Um, I think that, yeah, like there are, I think that was important. That was necessary. Um, and, and John, John Wall, like, I think whenever I see someone doing that from like that platform, it's just like respect, Mm -hmm. like that, that is ultimately, like, the work that I'm passionate about, um, and I think that the more that we see people do it, the more normalized it becomes, the more, um, we give other people permission to do it as well, so, like, Mm -hmm. I think, particularly, I, I think about all, like, the, the, like, it's like folks that like when I when I was coming up that like John Wall was that guy <laughs> like because I think he I don't know when he started but I think I might have been in middle school or something when he first joined the league and yeah, like everybody was talking about it. um and so like I think that it's like I can see that having impact being impactful for for black guys for people in general for definitely but definitely black black guys are like who like been following him for a while absolutely Um, I think that leads me to, like, this, like, last question, though. It's just, like, what, if any, um, Mm -hmm. responsibility do you think that, like, black males and celebrity like, black males in popular culture, um, whether they are actors like Will Smith, um, rappers, music um, performers, things like that, like Kanye or um uh, athletes like john wall like what what responsibility if any responsibility do you think they hold in like the images they portray um of black men particularly as it becomes to their mental health and masculinity mm. um man I, like
0: i have I, been, i've been reading um this uh bell hooks mm. book man the um uh, and in, in, this, in this book, she talk about uh, like the, the invisible enemy that, that men face. Um, and it's really this like, they fight against, we fight against this like feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of times we make an enemy out of, out of women. We make an enemy out of things that are like foreign to our masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how, and it's, and it's a patri- patriarchy mm-hmm. that like, we, we actually benefit from, mm-hmm. um, all these rules that have been created, um, around, um, you know, men being men, um, is really affecting us in, 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 a, in a certain way, bro. And I think we're leading out like for so long, men in this patri- in this patriarchy has like laid out so much that we forget about or didn't even know to think about our mental and emotional health mm. uh, because we're so focused on wars mm. and yeah. economics and building up buildings and stuff like that. When and, and it's like, man, they forget to take it, take care of home. Um, like they forget about. And we're just gonna lead it to the 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 women to do mm-hmm. um we're just gonna uh say well you stay home and do this and it's like bro th- there's a benefit in operating uh this is this book called uh, the way of the superior man mm-hmm. um and like it talked about this feminine energy masculine energy and that like how men and women both they they, they have both um but mm-hmm. it's like we want to operate out of our masculine energy all the time because uh, it's, it's looked upon in our culture yeah. to be acting in our feminine energy. And he, he paints this picture of women are like a well, feminine energy is like the ocean and masculine energy is like the sand. Mm. The sand gets all the like sun. Like, I mean, it, it gets beat up. I was walking on the sand, digging in it. Like, doing all type of different things and then the ocean is like crashing into the sand mm-hmm. all the time just waves and waves and it's, and it's beautiful and like people get in it to feel good you know and like um and is what this, this feminine energy operates as and it's a benefit to know how to like deal with both it's a benefit to know how to man like get out your ego get, out, get out of yourself sometimes. Um, I think men, we think highly of ourselves a lot of times. Um, and we get so bogged down with our mental and emotional cause we don't know how to flesh it out. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, in, in this book also, it talks about how, um, little boys and little girls are like maturated to grow up. Yeah. It's, it's good sometimes for a little boy to show anger, you know, uh, versus everybody get up some arms if the little girl started to get angry,
1: yeah.
0: you know, yeah. uh, and, and then when the little boy started crying,
1: yeah, they
0: want to hit him in the chest and say, "Hey, stop crying like a little, right?"
1: And that's 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 we need to stop there, bro. Yeah,
0: I don't know if they answered the question, bro,
1: but like, <laughs> yeah. So then, what do, you, what do you think? Like, how do you think like these these men uh, who are in the public eye, like? How do they do? They hold a responsibility in helping us make sure that we are embracing both parts of that, or is it on us? <laughs> I, I I don't think I don't think it's their responsibility, bro.
0: Yeah. Like I got honestly think um, not like to every man for themselves, right. <laughs> but but sometimes it might be every man for themselves. Right. Um, I believe that that they have the opportunity. Mm. Um, like I talked about earlier, they have the opportunity to show that like what going to counseling can do for you right. they have the opportunity to show in the uh, uh to show what getting some help can do for you like charlemagne look i don't, I don't even think it was talked about as much as it, as it is right. um until charlemagne started saying until he wrote you know shook ones in the in the, in the other book that he wrote um black privilege mm-hmm. um and, and as i was reading that book bro i, I was like Bro, I, I went through all this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I, I grew up in all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe they have an opportunity. I don't think it's their responsibility, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But I do think it for the everyday, man, it is our responsibility in our households.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, in our singleness also, to get ourselves together um, before we come set foot and try to darken any other woman's
1: yeah. doorstep. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the man I used to be, I could not come to my, my wife and be like, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: <that>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. Up up yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I'm actually, I actually think that like the responsibility is on us to recognize that like us as like the everyday person. Um to recognize that they are also human that they also have baggage that they also have all these things like all the things that we are dealing with in terms of like are we man enough are we adequate enough are we all this stuff are we do we feel weak do we feel like we are able to um, embrace all of who we are like mm-hmm. all of that like they're dealing with it too yeah. <laughs> Um I think that is honestly like a, a semi level of like like idolizing them if you're like yeah. looking to them to give you all of this direction um, yeah. like they they are no they have had the opportunity like you said to to do that but that like doesn't have to and they've yeah. been given like the light, the, the course of their life has put them in spaces that just like have low a load of pressure um mm-hmm. And I'm not about putting pressure on, any more pressure on people than they already <laughs> Right. Um, and so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, bro. Um well cool. Uh any last things you want to say uh before we close out? Um
0: I wanna I wanna give you your roses, you know what I'm saying? Your <laughs> flowers, bro. Um it this exact thing that we're talking about. You you took the time to know that there are some things that need to be worked on, right? Like in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's it's that continuous work mm-hmm. that um, that looking inwardly, I'm like man, why am I why am I experiencing this in life? And I want to I want to tell you, bro, like you doing that work is a is is gonna open up the doors, cause mm-hmm. you know, bro, come on, that. You know, man. You know, man. And you know, we don't always call each other and yeah. be like, uh, at, like your your little slogan, like, man, like, what's good, bro? Like, yeah. what's going on?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Like, and it would be, and then sometimes when we do, it would be so surface level. Um. But like, man, I'm really, actually, I'm going through. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not actually to be my counselor. but right. Man, can you listen? Like, if that's what yeah. if we really could communicate. How we're feeling bro and i want to say i thank you for creating the platform mm-hmm. um so that brothers can have a space to be able to um articulate how they're feeling they, they say the most dangerous man um i heard this one dude say the most dangerous man is a is a man that is able to articulate and communicate his feelings mm-hmm. and where he comes from like the two parts of the world mm-hmm. Tupac was dangerous because he could articulate what we were experiencing in the hood. Yeah. You know, um, what we are experiencing in um in our in everyday life, he's articulated. And this is what a lot of our rappers are, you know, are able to do. And that's why they got this, someone got the target on their back, like they do. But um that but that goes for the every man also. And yeah. you have created this space that I believe and I pray that. You know, it's gonna reach hearts in yeah. man, Australia, and England, and you know what I'm saying, in all of the all of the Americas, yeah. Um, for for our black and brown brothers, dog. Um, and our, also, also our, our brothers on the other side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our yeah. Caucasian brothers, um, <laughs> also. We all need it, yeah. You know, yeah. um. So I just appreciate you making your roses, bro. For sure. Bow down to your brother.
1: Thanks. Thank bro. you. I appreciate that. I really do. Um Yeah, thank you. Um and it made me think I didn't I didn't ask you good, bro but we talked about it offline. Um, so I think that's why I forgot about it. So listen our <laughs> listeners who who think like Bring you didn't do what you normally do. We did it before I could play. So <laughs> or did yep. So we did we did check in. Um we did check in. Well, cool, y'all. Thanks for coming through and listening. Uh, Thanks for coming through, Mario, to the show. Uh, Definitely going to have to have you back, bro. Uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, Y'all, next week is going to be the last episode of the season. Um, Definitely check in before um, I take a quick break for the holidays. Um, And remember that breathing as a Black man is an act of resistance. Keep Mm. on. Thank you, brother.